0: welcome to picks with the professor the show where a real statistics professor and andrew jones says chipper jones jake <laughs> sports betting tips i am your host professor sides and for the latest updates information and picks you can follow me on twitter at professor sides and you can follow my friend jake on twitter at my friend underscore jake today is monday june 20th 2022 and this episode covers all of today's major league baseball games in case you're new here, I built a mathematical model for win probability, hitter, and pitcher projections, and I analyzed weather data in order to make one side pick and one total pick on every game that's played Monday through Sunday. Though there are no Sunday shows, and this week there might not be a handful of shows because of the wife going into labor. We'll see. I'll keep it all updated right now. We're still rolling, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. That doesn't mean I recommend... You do the same as i do just my goal in this episode is to share key information about today's games pose a few questions to think on and explain why the model or i like a certain play in order for you to come up with picks you are comfortable with i never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with me or against me before investing your hard earned money as we go through my plays remember there are no locks in gambling so i'll give you our loves likes and leans to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers and as always please remember that good and bad variants will occur so as much as I'd like to see we'll be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Yesterday, posted the picks on Twitter with some explanations. Posted them in the sheet. A big day yesterday kept us a winning week. So it's two of the last three weeks are winning weeks for the official picks. It's always more fun to win you win than lose, right, Jake? Oh yeah, yeah. June is looking great, so this is this will be good. Keep it going. Love love having more money in my pocket absolutely all right before we get to today's slate some reminders please hit that like button if you're on youtube also if you are not yet please consider subscribing or following it's free and the only way is you your notifications on to ensure you don't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides share with a friend if you know others in the game hit us up on twitter or drop a comment if you're on youtube we love those and try to respond to as many as we can and as always I encourage all y'all to have multiple sports books in your portfolio especially ones with reduced juice dime lines for mlb games with these at your disposal, you should be able to find an edge on just about every game. I have a couple that I recommend. The links are in the show's description and on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash sportsbook. Jake, a lot of times you're on on a Monday and we talk about we lament there's no day games. We've got a day game today. So, you know, we so, watch so something so. in the middle of the day. I know. It's just going to make this uh, this day go by a little bit faster, having something on in the afternoon. Exactly, exactly. All right, the game is 110 Eastern, first pitch, Marlins at the Mets. A nice day in New York. We'll start off in the mid-70s, close in the upper 70s. Winds across to right field at about 10 miles an hour, so probably not too much of an effect on the wind front. Slightly warmer, but again, we're still in a pitcher's park here in New York. Uh, But for the most part, fairly neutral with regards to the overall weather environment. Trevor Rogers versus David Peterson. Rogers just continues to struggle ERA up close to six advanced metrics. I think he's not that bad, but still in the low fives. I mean, just very bad. The projection is a little bit better still because of last year, but I mean, that projection keeps rising. He's really struggled this year and it's not like it's bad luck. I mean, he's just been bad. Uh, David Peterson, a three, six ERA, not that good Uh, advanced metrics. Think it should be in the low fours projection. Uh, Right around league average, um, not complete smoking mirrors from Peterson, but probably wouldn't expect results to be quite as good as they've been so far um, as I have him just as a league average pitcher. The model thinks the Mets should be a minus 161 favorite. I'll take the Mets at minus 159 with a B grade pick. It's as high as I want to go for this grade, that 159 or 160 range. The model says minus 161. Beyond that, I think you've lost all the value, really. Uh, so B pick for me on the Mets. Obviously, if the price drops, you know below minus one hundred and fifty, that becomes an A grade play for me. But at the prices right now, uh, it's a it's a B pick on the Mets for me. With regards to the total, the total is eight. Both of these bullpens are pretty solid. I think once the starters come out, the bullpens make the pitchers better. And so I'm going to go first five over four. With a B pick, I just – I think the Mets are going to score off Rodgers. I think four – I mean, they might get four themselves off of Rodgers in the first five. Um, Peterson, again, he's not bad, but I don't think he's great. He gives up a run maybe two early on. I see this being, you know, a Mets 4-2 to type game uh, after five. And then the bullpens may slow it down a little bit with regards to runs. Um, Again, a pitcher's park there in New York, but temperatures in the upper 70s and and one pitcher who's okay and one pitcher who's not – I think the Mets offense scores off of Rogers, so I'll go first five over four. I like the first five rather than the game just because of the strength of the bullpens. I think the Mets get it, get it done. I think the price at 159 is solid, not amazing, but solid. So that's a B grade for me. Jake, what do you think?
1: I, I'm with you with the Mets here. I, I think the book is out on Rogers. He did well last year, and it's like he didn't adjust at all or change anything and hasn't done anything this year. So it's, everybody knows what, what his uh, habits are, where he's going to throw in different counts, and it makes it really tough for him to keep that ERA in just a normal range. Yep. So I, I think the Mets are going to run through them because they're probably they they went against uh, what their Miami's best pitcher or one of their best pitchers last last night and lost.
0: Yep. So they they're gonna they're gonna be a little angry, come out and put this one in the bag. Yeah, it'll be a lot easier for them to score off of Rodgers than Alcantara, that's for sure. <laughs> it'll be a, they'll, they'll enjoy that one much more, <laughs> probably. Um, yeah, like so said with Rodgers, it, it's, I mean, he had a great year last year, but just has not been able to do it this year. Maybe he can write the shit, but so far it's it's been bad. And like I said, it's, it's not been uh, deceptively bad. It's just been bad. I mean, there's yeah. no sugarcoating how he's pitched this year. He's one of those guys I think the all-star break might do
1: wonders for where he can just sit down and – readjust some strategy or like you, when he's throwing what pitch or changing something up because right now nothing's working
0: yeah maybe maybe a little extra time off away things clears yeah. head give yeah. the arm a break whatever it may be right
1: yeah
0: uh, so whatever's going on maybe you know obviously we always hope everybody can get it fixed we never want anyone to fail but it's been tough sign for him so far so the night game, seven o five 5 Eastern, first pitch, Cubs at the Pirates. We're going to start off in the mid-70s in Pittsburgh, close in the mid-60s. So we're going to start off with probably more neutral hitting weather there, and then it's going to start to shift towards, a, towards uh, better pitching weather as the night goes on with regards to the temperature. The wind will start off across, and then it will shift to blowing in, but it should stay around five miles an hour, so it's not going to help the pitchers too much at the end of the game. But maybe a slight breeze in, and again that temperature cooling off into the mid 60s is much friendlier pitcher weather than early on is. So kind of neutral to start, maybe slightly fr- friendly to the pitcher as the game moves along. Caleb Killian versus JT Brubaker. Killian in his two starts, an ADRa. It's two outings doesn't mean a whole lot. Advanced metrics are not very good. Again, that doesn't mean a lot either. Projects to be right around league average. He definitely um, especially on the minors, and the, the you know the model's pulling all that that in. Um, but definitely some high variability with him, obviously, as a, as a younger guy. Uh, Brubaker for the Pirates, a 450 ERA. advanced it's metrics and projection a hair better than that, but not by much. I think you kind of know what you're getting with him. Solid pitcher, nothing amazing, um, but not you know too terrible either. Model says the Pirates should be a slight favorite of this one. Model says Pirates minus 106. I'll take the Pirates at minus 105 with the B pick. It's the same story that I said in New York. It's one of those, like, this is about as far as I want to go with it. Anything that you're paying a higher price in this than the Pirates. I think you're losing all the value. Minus 105, I'm comfortable playing it. If it gets into plus money, now you're talking again an A-grade pick. But at this price, I'm comfortable with the Pirates. I just don't want to pay more than this. I think the Pirates should be slight favorites here at home. I think they can pull it out. With regards to the total, the total is eight. I'll do the same thing again That's the last game. I'll go first five over four, also with a B pick. I think that... The weather getting cooler later in the game, I don't really want to mess with this to- full game total. This one I did really debate on, though, because it being a tight contest, you could see extra innings and that gets us some, some extra runs. If it gets 4-4, you for sure have one instead of pushed. So the full game over isn't it bad. It's just a situation where as it gets chillier um, as the night goes on, I don't really trust either offense. I think it's just more likely we see some runs early on. And so I'll take the first five over four rather than the full game over eight. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, the Pirates are the play here. I
1: I don't trust Killian. He doesn't seem to quite, what he did in the minors hasn't translated here yet to the the show. And I I mean, that's probably normal. But I don't think he figures it out here. He might might start to. The Pirates are a good one to (laughs) figure some things out with. But I, I don't think it's enough for them for them to win, because I also don't trust the Cubs' offense, I actually have a little more faith in the Pirates' offense than I do the Cubs right now. So
0: I think the Pirates are an easy, easy win here. Yeah, Cubs' edge here definitely comes in the bullpen. Um, if the Cubs are up early they've got a good chance to win this but it's kind of like you talked about it's, it's about the pirates scoring a few runs off killing the pirates having a lead early on and then just being able to hold on you can play the first five mark on the pirates if you wanted based off that line of thinking I personally just would rather have the full game though I always like to be in markets that have less juice so I'll take the full game but if you wanted first five pirates under that logic I don't think that's crazy either as we talk about with a lot of these things there's about half the time it's like oh I kind of want first five or full game because of this but a lot of times it's like I mean they're so correlated it's kind of a just personal preference do you like Better odds, I mean, kind of, you know, versus a higher probability of winning. It's just kind of what's your personal take, right? Yeah. Do you ever recommend like doubling up, like hitting the first five and the get in the game? Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. I would say more so kind of figure out how much you want invested in the game and then split accordingly, right? So maybe less doubling up and more splitting up. But Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, if you if you took this and said, I want to sprinkle a little bit on the first five and a little bit on the full game. I never think it's a bad idea. What's going to happen with that is you are going to decrease your variance by doing that. You're going to be more likely to actually split one or push one or something like that, which is going to keep you closer to 500. But that's never a bad long-term strategy because it's also going to prevent you from losing the game, right? Instead of, you know, you have one pick that you've lost. Maybe you won one and lose one. And now you've at least broken even. So it's more of a a better long-term strategy to split up. Uh, Again, just understand that the bets are correlated. So it's one where... Um you know, you're if you if you win one, you're you know, or lose one, you're 60 or 70 or 80, depending on the bet, percent likely to do the same for the other one as well. Yeah. Um, they only are gonna split you know so much of the time. So 17 Eastern first pitch. Yankees at the Rays, a wild game yesterday for the Yankees uh in Toronto. Uh mm-hmm. having the having the Blue Jays, I, I I was like, well, that's a loss, you know, we'll get the over and uh <laughs> the chase aren't going to pull it out for us. And they came storming back. That was uh, a fun series. I mean, if, if we get that in the playoffs, I, I would be glued to my TV set, you know, um, and, and you might say the same thing about this one. The Rays also a very good team. So this should be a fun series that, that AL East is, um, you know, just a lot of fun teams for sure. Uh, this one should be a fascinating matchup with regards to the pitchers, Garrett Cole and Shane McClanahan. I mean, McClanahan is not as good as that 184 ERA, but his advanced metrics think he should be in the mid twos, which is insanely good. Um, Just keeps rising in the projections. Cole, um, advanced metrics and projection, both in the low threes. I mean, I think McClanahan's a better pitcher right now than Cole, which is kind of crazy, but I mean, that's not to take anything away from Cole. I think he's still very good. Um, McClanahan is just phenomenal. Both of these guys are really good pitchers. There's a reason why this total is six and a half. I personally, I don't go under six and a, a half. I went over six and a half yesterday in that Mets game, and it went over something about six and a half. Just teams go over that. I, it's just too low of a number, right? Um, so I want to go under with how good these pitchers are. You also have a massive pitchers park in Tampa. Um, you have a Yankees offense that's really good, but one that is can be shut down by really good pitching. Um, but I can't go under six and a half. I so said I'll go first five under three. It's even money, which is why it's a B pick. At even money, you know three we're gonna push. I'm fine with a push. If you ignore that, if you say the probability that this is four or more versus zero one or two, I think it's more than fifty fifty that it's zero one or two. I mean, this there's a lot of times there's a lot of times where I feel like, you know, you get that eating dinner with the family, you turn on the TV, you know, you get home from work, whatever it may be, right? You turn on the TV and it's the fourth inning. As a lot of times where it's zero zero and you're just like okay just need another inning or so from these guys um three's a really low number that's why it's only a b pick it's just it's tough to go under a number so low but i think even money is still pretty good i mean if i were if i were hanging this line myself i would have said um, in this park with these pitchers, i would have said under three is probably minus 110 minus 115 so i think there's a little bit of value here at the even money on the under three i think it's, it's, it's a little different than yesterday in that mets Marlins game. And I know the Yankees' offense is very good, but in that mets Marlins game yesterday, Alcantara is very good, but I still think Cole and McClellan are better than Alcantara. And all three of those pitchers are better than Bassett. And so it's a situation where it's just these two guys are the real deal. So this total is six and a half, I'm like, I get it. I don't want to go under it, but I get it. Whereas yesterday's was just a little bit too low, actually, especially yesterday for you know upper 70-degree weather. All that to say again, I think this total is – Not far off. I'll go under three, but only a B pick at even money. It's not one I want to be overinvested in because that number is so low. With regards to the side, the model says Yankees minus 119. I'll take the Yankees at minus 124. There's really no value on either side at this number, in my opinion. I think that number that the model spits out of 119 is fairly accurate. So if the number moves, I'd be comfortable playing either team. I'd be comfortable if you can get greater than plus 120 on the raise and say, hey, that's value play with McClanahan at home you know, you've got some good plus odds. If you can get the Yankees, you know, down to the minus 115 range, I'd say that's pretty good value for as good as this Yankee team is playing. Cole's no slouch. Um, where the price is right now, I don't think there's a lot of value either way. I'll I'll lean Yankees just because the model tends to really like the Rays. And so since it doesn't like the Rays, I'll take a flyer on the Yankees at minus 124. But in my opinion, no value at this number. We'll see if that changes throughout the day. Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, um, this is – I'm skipping this game because I – Anyway, I sliced it up. I couldn't find the value that I, I was comfortable risking on. So, I mean, you're pro- like the under seems good because at, at any point with three or uh, the first five, three or six and a half. But um, other than that, I'm, I'm not going to play it because that's a, <laughs> two really low numbers. You've got yeah. two great pitchers yeah. in, uh, in and an offense in the Yankees that can put up 30 in a heartbeat when they feel like it. Um, so it's it's just a scary game, but that really surprises me that you don't you think Cole Cole is better than Alcantara. I would have thought you were in the other way. But Alcantara. Maybe it's because he dominates the Braves anytime he goes out. But <laughs> it's, he seems untouchable and he goes eight almost very consistently. It seems like
0: yeah, it's a situation where uh, results wise, Alcantara has been results the better pitcher this year. So I don't want it to say ERA is a great measure of what has happened. But projection going forward, I still project Cole to be a better pitcher. It's not by much, but I still think – I have Cole in my ratings as a little bit better um, going forward than Alcantara. But even if you call that a wash, right, it's, or it's, it's probably rounding error, right? If you call that rounding error, then McClanahan is a much better pitcher yeah. than Bassett is. And I think Tampa is uh, – I personally think Tampa is a more pitcher-friendly park than New York, especially um, at that Met stadium yesterday, given with the upper 70 temperature. Obviously, the Yankees' offense is really good. But um, McClanahan is just – so insanely good right now um he's is, it is incredible yeah yeah so again i i and i think you kind of nailed exactly what i was saying right there's just not a lot of value with this number it's it's like if you can get better odds in the Rays, like i said i think you could talk you could talk me into that if you get better odds to the yankees you can really talk me into that as it is it's like i don't know that's why I only the lean for me on the yankees i'll take a flyer on it but it's not one that I. I personally want to be invested in at the prices that we see right now but again that may change throughout the day it probably will and that uh wherever the money goes i, I kind of want to be away from the money at this point just because if money's pushing to one side i'll be like now nah, just go the other way <laughs> now you've created some value for me you know <laughs> 17 easter first pitch tigers at the red sox another chilly night in boston we're going to start off in the mid to upper 60s close in the low 60s ones will be blowing in again from right field at 5 to 10 miles an hour more pitcher friendly weather so pictures who weren't good alex fado versus josh Winkowski. fado a guy i feel like we had a lot of i don't know if there's ever been as many comments on one of these shows as there was last week with fado everybody was talking about how good he was and i was like i just smoking mirrors his era now aligns pretty close with his underlying metrics and projection i still project him a little bit worse than his fourth era but now we're talking kind of rounding air i think that era it kind of just all happened in one start but kind of caught up and shows again not a horrible pitcher, just not a good one. Versus Winkowski, who's pitched twice. Um, mediocre results, mediocre projection. Not a guy who I think too much of. Model says Red Sox minus 185. So I'll take the Red Sox at minus 174 with a B pick. I can't get to an A grade. It's just too high of a price. Maybe in the 160s, maybe it's Red Sox as an A grade. I like the Red Sox. I think they win. I think they're the better team. Um, you know, as shaky as their bullpen can be, I still think it it still rates out better than the Tigers. Much better offense at home. I think the Red Sox win. It's just a too big of a price to get to an A grade. I still like the Red Sox. I'm comfortable backing him at minus 174, but only as a B pick. And the total is 9.5. Going under that 9.5, again, A grade pick. We've had some wonky losses on these Red Sox unders, but the, the numbers are just too high. Call it stubborn. Call it Too much belief in my process. I don't know. Whatever you want to call it. Look, I'm just laying it out there for you. Uh, These two losses we've had here on these unders in Boston, I just think are wonky. I think the numbers at nine and a half are too high for the weather that we've seen we lost Saturday on just so many runs on singles and walks. And it's like, that doesn't happen a lot these days, you know, 20 years ago, that was the way the game was played. Absolutely. And you see that commercial loss. You're like, that's the way you lose unders with just guys getting on base. Right. But that's not the way we play these days. These days, it's all about extra base hits and mainly home runs. And that was just kind of a wonky outcome yesterday. All those runs late. I mean, played on exactly like I thought. And then just, Stuff blew up at the end. I'm going to trust that that type of thing doesn't happen a third day in a row. I'm taking that under nine and a half. It's an A grade pick for me. I think this number is way too high. I think this number should be uh, probably eight and, a half. eight and a half is where I'd put the number. I'd still go under nine. Also. I know that nine is a realistic, a realistically possible outcome. So you might push it nine, but I love under nine and a half. Like I said, I think it's about a full run too high. I don't really love either starting pitcher, but I don't trust this tiger's offense whatsoever. I think it's a chilly night. I think the Red Sox win. I think they score a few runs. I think they win something like six to two. Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm playing the under. Um, I was thinking it'd be like 6-2, 6-0. Tigers offense, not going well. They're probably regretting all the money that paid Baez because I think he's batting below 200 at the moment. Um, so it's just one of those like they paid a lot of money and got exactly what they paid for um <laughs> but uh yeah the under seems the way to go I, I my only fear with the under is that boston just lights it up and puts up 10 or something by themselves because the starting pitch is not great for the tigers the bullpen's not lovely um so it's just very eh. but I, I like the under i think it's going to be pretty safe i think they get to about
0: six or seven and just cruise yeah and the tigers uh you know talking about the tiger's bullpen It's performed okay this season. It's performed solid. Bullpens are very fickle. Bullpens need a lot of data before you start really trusting them. So I, the Orioles bullpen is the one that the only one that I'm like I don't know about because it's so many young guys. But most every bullpen for the most part, I'm much more believing in the projection. I project the Tigers bullpen to be below average than how they perform just because. So at this point of the season, just a small sample size. By the time we get to, you know. August and September may be a little bit different story but yeah, I'm like I'm with you I don't think the Tigers bullpen is that good um their offense they've scored 20 runs I think in the last two games and that's a month's worth of runs for them I mean <laughs> if you go back before that and that, I mean how many how many games did they them to score of those 20 runs um I I think that's it, they're not as bad as that stretch that they had before right they're not as bad as the you know whatever two runs a game they were averaging for the previous two weeks or whatever the number was right it was very bad yeah. they're not that bad right but they're not as good as those twenty runs they put up on these last two days. So I'm not buying into this whole like they figured something out or they got hot or whatever. They faced a Rangers pitch staff that I'm always talking about. It's just very up and down um, that I don't really trust. It's like that sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not. The, the Rangers pitch staff just seems so variable to me. And uh, the Tigers took advantage of for a couple of days. You know, props to them, but I don't see that lasting. I still think their offense is very bad. I don't think they score much against Boston here tonight. And Jake, I think you agree with that take as well. 7.20 Eastern, first pitch. Giants at the Braves. A warm night in Atlanta. We're going to start off around 90 degrees. We're going to close at 80 degrees. No wind to speak of. Logan Webb versus Max Freed. This is an interesting one because the weather screams over, but these pitchers scream under. Logan Webb, of course, is fantastic. Underlying metrics are said that he should be doing better than his 340 ERA. Projects to be a very good pitcher. Max Fried, every time we talk about him, just talk about how great of a season he's having. His ERA is still below three, advanced metrics below three, projects just above three. I mean, these two guys are what they are. They have good ERAs. They have better underlying metrics, good projections. I mean, two pitchers you really can trust. Every once in a while, they're going to get hit around. That's what happens in baseball. But, you know, seven times out of 10, these guys are going to give you a very good start, and the other three probably won't be that bad model says Braves minus 138 the price I'm seeing right now is Giants plus 137 so maybe an edge on the Giants I'll take the Giants in the first five at plus 135 obviously Freed's really good but I think if the Giants have an edge it kind of evaporates once you get to the bullpens Giants bullpen just average Braves bullpen is fantastic my model loves the Braves bullpen So we will take the Giants on the first five, just a C pick. It's not one I feel very confident. It's just, hey, plus 135 when you isolate the five innings and two good pitchers, anything can happen. Um, Again, not what I love, just one that I think maybe a tiny bit of value there, but not a lot. Totals eight, I'll go under eight. Again, the weather kind of says over, but these two pitchers, I, I know the ball can sometimes fly there in Atlanta, but I just don't think it's hot enough yet for me to say blind over because of the weather. I really like both these guys. I really debated first five under as well. I just I Webb is a guy who just seems to go seven or eight innings a lot, and Freed's kind of been right there with him with regards to that. And even if he does it, that Braves bullpen is so good, eight just seems like too many runs for this one, despite the warmer temperatures. I, I think it should be seven and a half. So some value on the under eight. B pick for me. Not one I love. I'm just a little hesitant because of the heat, but I still think unders the right way to go. So B pick for me on that under eight. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, the I would love to pick the Braves to win, but. And
1: Logan Webb's very good. I'm I'm going with the under because both, these, like you said, both these pitchers are really really good. This is also one I'm looking at taking. I know I'm going to take Logan Webb's strikeout over because at five and a half is what I'm seeing, and the Braves strikeout like an unreal amount of times a game, almost ten I think is their average. Uh, but and the same number for uh, Freed <laughs> throwing it's five and a half. I mean the Giants don't strike out as much as the Braves, but I mean if if it's a pitcher dominant performance, I might play both. I know I'm going to play Logan Webb's, um, but, and then I'll probably tie that in with the under play that way just to kind of double up my money. But because I don't, I don't see this game getting really above seven. Honestly, I think it might be a four three game or less than that. Cause the, like I said, both bullpens are good. I mean, the Braves are really good. And then uh, offenses are not great, but not bad. They're like, they're floating in there like, because as we can see, the Braves can easy, offense can de- easily disappear against subpar pitching with in the Cubs there, so it's gonna be tough. But so I think the under the way to go.
0: Yeah, and I think people were a little surprised, but I mean, my projection of the Braves offense is trending towards average. It's still above average, but it's not that far above average. People were surprised last week. I saw in the comments, and but you saw in Wrigley, like yeah. that Braves offense, like it's it's not bad. I don't want you don't mishear me on that. It's just it's not like you know it's not in the same stratosphere as the Dodgers, right? It's not one of those type offenses. Um, early on in the season, it looked like it might be, right? It's just, it's it's not quite, like we talked about, it's just not quite clicking. Um, they can't it's good offense, just not great. Giants offense, I have right at league average. Like I said, two decent offenses, but not two offenses that, you know, really scare you yeah. in this. It, it, with the Braves, I feel like, you know, we talk about Albies being out. You talk about some of the underperformance of some of their guys. It's like, you can kind of, with those names in the lineup or the names that could be in the lineup, you can kind of like paint a picture of like, well, if this guy hits like this, year, like last year, and this guy, you know, you can kind of paint that picture of the Braves being that dominant offense. But that's just not what they are right now. Doesn't mean they can't get there. They did last year, right? But right now, it's just a, a solid offense, but not great against a really good pitcher in Logan Webb.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean Michael Harris, calling up Michael Harris was a great call because that, that makes Adam Duvall a lot more comfortable. He doesn't I don't think he truly likes playing center field. Mm-hmm. And so his offensive numbers have gone up since he's been able to play left or right. Um, like playing one of the corners, so which helps everything out. And we got that going and then we lost Albies. So, but it's all
0: right, we'll figure it out. And if the rest of the offense is going, having Harris in that lineup doesn't really hurt him that bad. You know, it's 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 like we saw the Astros are kind of struggling a little bit with offense this year, and with some injuries. But you saw that with last year's Astros team, putting a guy like Maldonado, who was a black hole offensively, didn't hurt you. But he was good defensively; was fine. He had so many other good players. But it's the same thing with Harris on this Braves team. I feel like he's so good, defense, just insanely good defensively. That if the rest of the offense is hitting, no big deal, you know. But yeah. it is, it, it is a little bit like man. If the rest of the offense isn't going, having another weaker hitter in there kind of struggles. But I mean, his defense. Potentially at least makes up for it. Cause that guy can cover a lot of ground in center field. always going oh, to get great jumps.
1: Yeah. I, I don't understand how he does it. It's incredible. Yep. Yep.
0: Uh, 18 Eastern first pitch Cardinals at the Brewers, miles Michaelis versus Corbin Burns, two pitchers with mid two ERAs. The advanced metrics say Michaelis should be about a run higher, still a good pitcher, just maybe not quite this good. I, you know, his performance so far this year has been fantastic. You know, not quite Cy Young worthy, but at least like, you know, top 10 in the Cy Young voting caliber. Yeah, in, the um, in the conversation. Yeah. I don't think he's quite that good, but I still think he's very good. Corbin Burns, obviously, we know is really good. His advanced metrics are below three, projections right around three. One of the top pitchers in the game. I think we all know that. Um, nothing really to add to that conversation. You know, a lot of good pitchers going today, which is always fun, right? When you, when you see, you know, Cole and McClanahan and Corbin Burns and Freed, yeah. and I mean, Logan Webb, right? it's always where you get a lot of good pitchers going. Burns is also fantastic. Uh, Josh Hader, it sounds like we'll be back tonight uh, for the Brewers. That'll give reinforcements to their bullpen, which has been really taxed, I think, the last um, several days without him having to use all their better arms in these tight games with Cincinnati. Uh, Model says Brewers minus 150. Right now, I think this game is priced really well. Um, I'll take the Brewers at minus 155 with a lean – if, if I have to go one direction or the other I think the Brewers are the right play the price just isn't that great and the price isn't high enough for me on the Cardinals to really think that it's worth the flyer on them it's hard to, to fade burns in milwaukee um but it's not one that like I said I think the game is priced really well so right now i, I my number I'm very confident with that number on the brewers if the, if the if the line moves one direction or the other then I think that is a um, indication maybe go the other direction to take the value where it's been presented but right now, Not a lot of value, in my opinion. Total 7.5. I want to go under in this game. My personal preference is to take first five under four. A great pick for me there. Under 7.5 is probably solid. I think they're about the same. Both bullpens are solid. Um, Both starting pitchers are are good to great. Um, I don't see a lot of runs in this game. Again, that's just pure personal preference for me to go first five under four, um, rather than the full game under 7.5. But I think both are great looks. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking the full game under.
1: I just feel a little more comfortable. There and then I do the first five, but look, two pitchers that are—I mean, obviously Burns is re- like you know what he yeah. got with Burns. It's but Mikolas is playing very well this year, so um, yeah. it's been fun to fun to ride. So I'm going to take the under here because I, I don't neither offense just like the Braves game. Like neither offense is like whoo, really scary. It's so yeah. I'm not I'm not too worried about the runs. Um, I'm I'm not taking any less than seven and a half. You know because I don't want under seven or anything like that so seven and a half is as low as I'm going to go so I'm going to be overly invested in this but uh I'll, I think the under is going to hit
0: yeah I think I think the number should be seven uh I don't think it should be six and a half just because um the the Milwaukee Park I don't know what they're calling it these days it's like some insurance thing I think yeah. I'm thinking Miller Park not, I don't think it's a Miller Park anymore <laughs> um whatever they're calling that place now is a little more hitter friendly. So I don't think it's worth a six and a half as opposed to the game in Tampa where, um, again, you've got two I, I get of the four between Cole, McClanahan, Michaelis and Burns, right? Michaelis is, is as good as he has the worst of the four, right? Yeah. So yeah. you have the worst, you have the worst pitcher in this one. And you go from just a huge um, pitchers park to kind of a more hitter friendly park, right? So I don't think six and a half makes sense here, but I do think the number should be seven. I think the first five numbers should be three and a half. So, going under four for the first five, you got some value. And like you did going under seven and a half, I think you got some value. I think it should be seven and, and it should force you into the push at seven, but it, but now you're getting the win at seven, I think adds a ton of value. So whether it's full game or first five, I think under makes a lot of sense. That's my main investment on this one is to the under rather than the side. Yep. Hey, Tennessee, first pitch, Blue Jays at the White Sox. A warm night in Chicago. Around 90 degrees to start, around 80 degrees to close. Wind's blowing across around 10 miles an hour, so probably not much of an impact there. Jose Barrios versus Lance Lynn. I mean, we keep talking about Barrios just not being nearly as good as we had thought. Probably not quite as bad as at 465 ERA, but the advanced metrics put him more in the 430s, the projections uh, around 420. Uh, Lynn, one outing. Results not great. Advanced metrics are solid. It's one in. It's one outing. I'm not sure what it means. I project these guys about the same. Um, neither one is great, but both are still better than average. Model says Blue Jays minus one ten. I'll take the White Sox plus one nineteen with a B grade pick. There's a little bit of a concern of that Sunday night baseball hangover, that traveling, where the other team's already you know gotten into town. So that's that's why it's not an A pick for me on the White Sox. But the White Sox City Anderson back today should at least help give them some reinforcements as banged up as they've been. Um, you do wonder about the Blue Jays coming off of such an emotional win yesterday, an emotional series. It's a situation where we never really know the psychology of players, right? We never, you can't, I'm not a big believer in things like momentum and that sort of stuff, because I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I'm just saying from the outside, trying to identify it, you're wrong about as many times as you're right. So it's hard to really project that, but, but you do wonder, you know, something to think about with the Blue Jays after that, Again, big series, big win yesterday. I kind of think both teams may be a little bit of a detriment there. Blue Jays coming off of that. White Sox coming off that traveling off Sunday night. Maybe washes out. Um, I just I can't be overly confident in the White Sox, but I think one plus 119 offers some value for us. So I'll take them as a B grade. And the total is nine. With the warmer weather, with two pitchers, I think these two pitchers are a little bit overvalued. These offenses are pretty good. I'm going over the first five with a B pick simply because I don't really know what to make of the bullpens. Both bullpens are somewhere between decent and good. It'll get chillier as the night goes along. Still a hitter's environment by the end of the game, but it's not quite as good as those 90 degree temperatures. I think there's some fireworks early in this one, and then I don't really know what happens. I want to just hope that the White Sox can win later, but I think whether you're going over nine or over five in the first five, I think are both solid plays. So a B pick for me, specifically on the first five over five, but I think both that and full game are both pretty good. And then again a B pick on the White Sox. I love the plus one nineteen. I think it's pretty good value for us. Jake, what's your take? Yeah, I I'm kind of the same way. I I tend to think the Blue Jays will win, but the,
1: where the numbers after for the White Sox makes me want to play it just because I think there's a lot of value there. And I was thinking after that emotional series for a division game and all that, they might, might catch them on the downswing a little bit, maybe not as prepared or can get up as much. Um, and Barrios seems to be struggling this year. Another guy that could probably use the all-star break to come here, sooner rather than later just to reassess some things. Uh, I always like Lance Lynn. I think he, for some reason, he just wins. I don't, I don't understand, like, his numbers aren't that great, but he just figures out ways to win, and so I always like him. So I'll, I'm going with the White Sox.
0: hoping <laughs> hope Lance Lynn keeps me going. And, and, and an added angle there, too, I think, is just my perception. I could be wrong. So if you agree with this or don't, just kind of – Take this for what it's worth. My perception is that people are valuing Berrios as if he's the better pitcher between the two. I think that's kind of how it's priced. That's the other reason I like the White Sox is because I don't think that's true. I think Lynn's the better pitcher. But trying to figure out where why this number is what it is, comparing the offenses, the bullpens, the home field advantage for the White Sox, right? It, it seems like the number is being priced as if Berrios is better than Lynn. And I don't think that's true. I think they're... I think that Lynn is the better pitcher. Um, and so anytime I can fade the overvalued pitcher, I think that makes a lot of sense. And so that's kind of why my, my head is going to White Sox and over, because I want to fade the fact that I don't think the numbers catching up to the fact that Barrios just isn't good. I think it's getting closer than it was maybe a month ago, but I still think Barrios is just not that good. And I think people are still pricing as if he's, you know, that second tier caliber pitcher and really he's more like third tier caliber pitcher mm-hmm. you know yeah I, t- I
1: totally agree i've I've not seen enough out of him since right. i think it was like one and a half years where he was up yeah. there in that second tier first tier kind of question yeah right and there. it's like i think people
0: are still thinking about pricing him as if he's like right there on the precipice of that it's like he's not bad he's huh. just not that you know he's not in that like Logan like Logan web territory he's just not that in that category mm-hmm. in my opinion i, I agree 9:07 Eastern. First pitch. Royals at the Angels. Nice night in Anaheim. Will be in the low 80s to start, low 70s to close. About a five mile an hour breeze out, so we get a slight boost to the bats tonight. Not a ton. Chris Bubick versus Noah Syndergaard. Uh, Bubick or Bubich? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, you know, fun ERA name. near. Say what? It's just a fun name. It okay. is. It is. It is uh, ERA near nine. Advanced metrics say it should be in the low fives. Projections right around five. Not a good pitcher. Um, not as bad as an ERA, but obviously not one that's good. Uh, Syndergaard for the Angels, just kind of average. Um, slightly overperforming his projection um, and advanced metrics. His is in the three and a halves, but the advanced metrics think it should be in the low fours. The Projections more mid four, Somewhere in that four range. Maybe a little bit above average, maybe, but somewhere around league average at this point of his career. Model says Angels minus one ninety nine, so I'm comfortable playing the Angels as long as the number starts with a one on the money line. It's Angels minus one eighty five right now. I really like the Angels. I think they're I don't think they've gotten anything going necessarily by beating the Mariners. I just think that winning in Seattle is probably a more difficult tasks than playing at home against Kansas City. They took care of business against the Mariners. Um, I think they can do it against the Royals. I don't think the Royals are going to offer anything with any of their pitchers from starter to reliever. The Royals' offense is bad. The Royals' offense struggled to score for the most part against Oakland. Uh, going up against an average pitcher in Thor, I think the Royals aren't going to score many runs at all. I think the Angels can score plenty of runs. I think this is a blowout. I'll take the Angels on the run line. Even money is a steal, in my opinion. So it's an A-grade pick for me. Whether you want run line or money line, against personal preference. I don't think one offers any more value than the other. I'm going run line just because a number that high is just never fun, in my opinion, because um, weird things happen in baseball. And if the Angels lose this game, I'd rather lose fewer units than more units. So we have to understand every pick can lose, especially in a game like baseball. So I'm shifting to the run line because I think the odds offer just as much value there but I think the angels win this game and i think they win it handily even money implies we just got to win this more than 50 percent of the time for this to be a good value and i think the angels win this run away with this more than half the time they just have an edge everywhere on the field and the total i mean an interesting question for me on the total is is numbers at eight and a half the first five number i think was five it seems priced pretty right to me i think the angels score and i think the royals don't and that makes a total play tough You can isolate the team totals, but the team totals are shifted pretty heavily. I think the Angels are going to be in the five-and-a-half mark. Royals in the two-and-a-half mark. I mean, what do you do with that, right? So I'm leaning over because it's a warmer night for Anaheim, and I just think early on the ball is going to kind of fly. So I think we're going to see some runs early, and then at that point the Royals have a bunch of bad relievers. I think the Angels play add on late. So I'll take a lean on the over. But, again, I just don't think the Royals will score that many, and so it makes it really tough to be too confident – but I really think we could see some sort of seven to two angels win. So I'll take it over just as a lean, though. Really, I like the angels, whether it's run line or money line. A great pick for me, backing Anaheim. Jake, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Angels uh, run line is is the is the play because this Royals team is bad. Yeah. At, at every at every aspect, they are bad, and it's sad. Um, <laughs> like I, just, I don't know how else to describe it. It's just sad. yeah, um, it's that simple. Know, <laughs> This is where we need the soccer like whole thing where we can just get dropped down a league like drop them down to A if they keep yeah. losing, which would be nice. Uh, but the Angels is the is the way to go here. Uh, Thor's doing just enough to <laughs> keep them going. So and I think that the offense can just like you said just make this a
0: massacre real quick. Uh, so
1: Angels is the way to go.
0: Yeah, and this is one where we talk about the Angels' offense being so uh, top heavy. I think the bottom of the Angels' offense, which is, isn't great, can still take advantage of the Royals' bad pitching. And that's when the Angels' offense gets really deadly. When they play bad pitching, the top will hit, and then the bottom can hit. And all it takes is one time for the top to get going, then that one time – which was going a lot, right? Then that bottom get going, and then back to the top. And then all of a sudden, you can have a two-inning stretch where the Angels put up seven runs. And I, I kind of feel like that's going to happen tonight at some point in the game. It's going to be like the full game over rather than the first five because I don't to win. But eventually, like, the Royals don't have nine innings. I think they'll lose, so eight innings. I don't think they have eight innings that can really hold Anaheim down at all. And, of course, you're talking about relegation. I mean, whether you like soccer or not, like, there's two great things about soccer. All right? Just my hot takes on soccer, right? Number one, the game – other than uh, – some of the weird playoff games in the world cup games when you get to the, the knockout stage, right? Yeah. Soccer's two hours and it's done. You know how long it's going to take. And that's fantastic. It helps you play in the day. It helps you, <laughs> you know, you don't have this like as much as I love like playoff overtime hockey is fantastic. But I mean, when it gets to like 1am and you're just like, Oh my gosh, I just need to see somebody. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody. I mean, two Boy. hours, two hours and done is like fantastic. Like I, I don't know how to do that in baseball. I don't want to like make it a clock, but like if we could just get it, it just makes it nice. Like there's just, we have a lot in our, in our plates in society, a lot in our lives. We have a lot of things to to entertain us and we want to watch like two hours and done is fantastic. The second thing soccer does great is the relegation. I love relegation. Yeah. Obviously it couldn't work in the current system that we have for various reasons, stadium size, et cetera. But yes, I love the idea of like, Oh, you want to be really bad? Fine. You get to play the crappling next year. Like, <laughs> you do really well there. Let's see how you do up here. I love relegation. I'm yeah. with you. There's a handful of teams this year. Uh, the Royals and A's, that we saw that series yeah. for sure. Both those teams. Just send them down, right? <laughs> yep. That's fine. I'll try some AAA teams. We'll figure it out. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. All right, 940 Eastern, first pitch. Our last game on the docket today. Diamondbacks at the Padres. The Padres apparently, like just can't beat the Rockies I I did I did the math on this the Padres have won 120 percent of their games this season not against Colorado I know it's hard to believe you just have to trust me on the math there uh but they've won negative percent of their games against the Rockies I'm pretty sure that's just I don't know how they do it they just can't beat the Rockies uh I, I think I I don't understand it otherwise I think the Padres are pretty good so you know, there you go. I'm, I'm giving away what I like here with the Padres because they're not playing the Rockies, so I think they'll win. <laughs> um, it'll be a nice night in San Diego, 70 degrees to start, mid-60s to close. A nice night for San Diego standards, right? Maybe a little chilly for most of us uh, by the time that game ends. No wind to speak of. Zach Davies versus you, Darvish. Darvish having a little bit of a resurgence, a pretty good season, low three ERAs. And the advanced metrics aren't that unfriendly. I think they should His ERA should be about a third of a run higher, so not that bad. Still projects to be around the four mark because in previous seasons, he'd been kind of trending the wrong direction, but I'm liking what I'm seeing from Darvish. He's having a solid season. Um, He's providing some value so far for betters. Zach Davies, an upper three ERA advanced metrics a little bit higher than that projection again, a little bit higher than that. So uh, Davies projects pretty similar to Darvish, just a little bit worse. He's having a tiny bit worse of a season, advanced metrics, a little bit worse projection, a little bit worse. Both guys um, pitching better than we expected coming into the season. Model says Padres minus one eighty six. I'm going down with this Padres ship. I think they're really good. I mean, I think they're underpriced. Uh, I'll take them with a B pick at minus one seventy one. I can't go with an A grade. The odds are just too high, and I don't really want to go. Run. I just run lines I don't like in general, and I really don't like run lines in a game where we're in a pitcher's park. And we might not see a lot of runs. There's more likely that the Padres are up three to one late, and then you're just biting your nails, hoping they don't give up a run and win three two. Um, so I'll take the money line on the Padres, just to be pick though, because minus 171, just a lot to lay. But I think they're on the right side. I think they win. They've got an edge with the starting pitcher, they got an edge with the offense, they got an edge with the bullpen and they're at home. I mean, there's edges across the board for San Diego. And the total seven, I'll lean under. I think this is priced really well. Um more of a pitcher's environment here Um, two pitchers who've pitched fairly well this season uh, are are trending up in a good way Um, I never trust the Diamondbacks to score Um, the Padres should score but I don't see them scoring eight by themselves and that might be what it takes to get this over seven Um, six and a half would be too low I think it's priced pretty well it's seven even money I'll take a shot with the under just because I like the odds but I really want to go under seven and a half, but at seven, it's just not one that I can get too excited about. It's only a lean for me on that under. Jake, what do you got? I'm picking the Padres, but I'm a little nervous because I think Machado left the last
1: game. I don't know if he's out for this one or not or if he's playing playing at full strength, all that. I mean, I like Darvish. If if this was – really get if this was gallon or kelly or even uh mad bum pigeon i would be all over the diamond but here with davies i don't i don't like him i don't trust him against Darvish, especially against Darvish. so i'm gonna i'm gonna trust the padres to get through here at home and depending on how the rest of the day goes at the beginning of the day i may throw a little bit on the flyer at the under if it stays at plus odds just to make a little extra money because uh if machado is not at full strength i don't know that this uh Padres team is Offense will push like six runs, up, six runs across, and then, um, and I don't think that the Diamondbacks can easily be blanked, so it can be very easy to hit that under if that's going. So if I'm having a good day, I might throw a little of that to if I can make a little more money. But the play I'm making right now is the uh, Padres money line.
0: Yeah, I guess I completely agree. I think uh, this park, this weather, um, you can't make the number six and a half because the pitchers aren't good enough. Yeah. Right. But other than that, I mean, everything points to like, this can really be lo- a low scoring game. Um, especially like you said, Machado's out. The Padres should eke across a few runs because they've got some depth in that lineup. Um, but yeah, it's going to be hard for them to score six, seven, eight runs, which is what you'd hope for, for an over. Again, not to say it can't be done. It's just, if, if he's not playing, um, like I said, it really seems like a, a three to two, four to one type game. The Dimebacks might score one or two, but I, I never trust them to score much, especially against a good pitcher. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's hard to see the Padres scoring too much here. Um Dimebacks bullpen though still not very good. And I think that's the the other fear with the under maybe you look the first five, but again the numbers just not favorable really but um, that'd be the hope for the Padres to score is just have a big inning against one of the worst one of the weaker dime relievers I guess. Yeah. Alrighty and so to recap my A plays on the day. I got three of them here, the Tigers and Red Sox. I'm going under nine and a half at minus 115. Cardinals and the Brewers going first five under four at minus 115. And then Royals at the Angels and taking the Angels run line at even money. Jake, any parting words for us?
1: No, I mean, uh, Texas A&M looked, looked, looked really good there. So and I think Notre Dame has done okay in the World Series. So maybe Tennessee's losses don't look that bad.
0: Other than that. <laughs> all right. All right. And that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Or reminder, check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we've brought on this channel is dropped right into your feed. I will maybe see you tomorrow. We will see if, there, if if baby's coming, right? This week is going to be, we'll be on Baby Watch all week. I will tweet out whatever's <laughs> going on. Y'all will get the breakings. I, I will probably tweet out information about what's happening with this baby. More than like half of my friends get a text, mainly because it's sitting like a billion texts that fun. fun. Uh, but y'all will get the updates on Twitter. If we are having, if we're not having a show, if you don't hear from me, we will we will have one. Uh, but whenever I see you again, until then, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating.